0: see um, that you are with us. God, that your spirit is with us, leading us and guiding us. God, bless your people. I pray, God, for those who are down this morning, that they will be lifted up. God, I pray that you would just touch the hurting heart today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, and we have been going, uh, if you were here last week, we talked about Pentecostal distinctives, and maybe that's why a lot of the people aren't here this week, because I scared them last week, Where uh, we talked about what makes us distinctly Pentecostal, what is distinctive about a Pentecostal church. If you're interested, you can go back and watch that on uh, Facebook. Um, but So we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and it was my intention this week to go through uh, Romans chapter eight and and talk to us about living a life led by the Spirit, because uh, in Romans the eighth, eighth chapter we get so much uh, so much uh, in there you know we 're told that we don 't have to live a life of condemnation that we there is now no con- condemnation uh, through him who is in jesus christ we 're told all kinds of great things that, that, that we are to live by the Spirit, that life led by the spirit leads. A life led by the Spirit leads to life, a life led by the flesh leads to death. And so I was going to talk a lot about that, but I was struck this week as I read Romans 8, and I wanted to read you the entire chapter, but I thought, that's not very nice. It's like 37 verses or something like that. And I know that the sound of my voice gets on my nerves sometimes, you know, and I love myself more than y'all do, so I can't imagine what it would be like to listen to me read 40 verses of Romans. But the apostle Paul says something in there and we won't just read it just yet, but he talks about the earth, the world is groaning. And then he says we ourselves are groaning. And then he says and the spirit is also groaning. And so That word just struck me uh, this morning. You know, they teach you when you're studying the Bible, if a word keeps appearing, to underline it, to note it. The author is trying to get something through to us about it. So I was thinking about this, the word, the word groaning. And it reminded me of that scripture that I just read to you in Exodus about that God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant. Now, God is not forgetful. God does not need to be reminded of something. But there is something about the groans of his people that touch his heart. And the Bible has a lot to say about groaning. Let me define groaning first. What is a groan? It's making a deep, inarticulate sound in response to pain or despair. It is a deep, inarticulate sound made in pain or despair. Sometimes it just comes out of us spontaneously when we suffer, groaning. The Bible has a lot to say. If you look up the word groan in the Bible, it appears Many times. I just took a couple out of the Psalms I want to read. Psalms 6, verse 6 says, I am worn out from my groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. Psalm 31.10 says, My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. The Bible has a lot to say about groaning. The Apostle Paul, as I mentioned, talks about groaning in Romans, the eighth chapter. I'm going to read to you verse 22, 23, and 26 of Romans 8, 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up until the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Skip ahead to verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Creation is groaning, we are groaning, and the Spirit is groaning. And I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. So we know that the earth is growing, groaning. Um, I think it's the psalmist who tells us that the, the earth is waxing old like a garment. And, and through old age and through greed of man and through other man-made things, the earth is groaning, creation is groaning, the lakes are getting polluted, uh, you don't believe it, Lake Mead is drying up and they're finding some stuff, they're finding bodies, they're finding all kinds of things, Lake Mead is not around here, don't get nervous, it's in, out by Las Vegas, there's some stuff in Lake Contrary, right, it's, is it completely gone? There's probably, you can probably see all kinds of tires and all kinds of, yeah. The earth is groaning. Our rivers are dirty. The oceans are dirty. There's, there's this trash pile out in the middle of the ocean somewhere that's like a mile wide. The Great Atlantic trash, that was, yeah. Yeah, the earth is groaning. The earth is getting older. Volcanoes are erupting. Earthquakes are happening. Uh, Weather patterns are changing. The earth is groaning. The earth is groaning. Our greed and our sin are destroying our resources. I don't know what they're going to do in in California when, when the Colorado River dries up and the Lake Mead dries up. They're not going to have a power source or a water source. The earth is groaning. i got a video that demonstrates the groans of life. Before we watch this, the person's okay. <laughs> Somebody want not kill the lights. It might help us. And one of the things that's done is... Right here, these buckets are filled with grapes. What kind of grapes? These are filled with Chamberson grapes, and the winner this Saturday who stomps the most juice will actually win an overnight stay here. So that's you ready? You ready to try it? Yeah, sure. Let's go. That's disgusting. Let's All go. right, you ready? Give us a 30 second time. Here we go. So what's the deal here? You, there's a contest to stump, and how are you measuring who does the best stomping? Whoever stumps the most shoes wins an overnight stay, but it's not the only thing you can do. The measuring cups are down below, right? The measuring cups are down below. All right. And, and if you if you win, you get to stay Chateau lawn and what else do you have going on here? <laughs> well, if something's not your thing, you can come and spend the day listening to live music international foods, having wine tours and tasting, vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. It's a lot of fun. A whole day. Stop. Oh! oh. No, I think she is. Yeah, she's hurt. She took a hard fall off there. Gosh, I hope she's okay. Okay. Mm. We're going to make sure she is. Try and uh, check on her and get back to you as soon as we can. We'll be back Mm. right after this. Yeah. She's okay. She owns her own business somewhere in Georgia. Uh, (laughs) But I thought this video expressed a lot of life. Life is full of stupid things we have to do, right? Doesn't doesn't your boss make you do a lot of stupid things? Stuff you don't want to do? Stuff that seems ignorant to you, seems meaningless? I mean, that that woman did not want to be doing that. She's like, this is gross. There was a contest that somebody could stay at the Chateau Elan for <laughs> if they smash the most grapes. So she's smashing these grapes, doing something that she doesn't want to do. She decides, okay, I'm going to make the most of it. Then she tries to get ahead. Did you, did you catch that? She che- tries to cheat a little bit. She tries to bend the rules. She's like, hey, wait, stop. And then she starts stomping really fast. And just as soon as she tried to get ahead a little bit, boom. (laughs) And the groaning ensued. But that's what life is like. Lots of our lives, we have to do stupid stuff we don't want to do. And when we try to get ahead... We fall on our face, and we groan. Now, that's a funny video. I started the message off kind of light, so I wanted to give you... It's kind of heavy, actually, so I wanted to give you something, a little light. I had the same reaction that Tony's having when I watched that video. I laughed and laughed. Somebody sent it. Many of you have maybe seen it. Somebody sent it to me while I was working, and I'm walking up to this guy's front door, and I'm just laughing so hard with a package to deliver, and he just probably thought I was crazy. I didn't really want to explain to him, oh, I just... Watch the video of somebody falling on their face. and <laughs> I did have to write on the chalkboard as a kid. I will not laugh at the misfortune of others a hundred times one time, but because I had done it. But anyway, that is, that is a microcosm of sometimes of what life is like. We, we, we get stuck doing stuff we don't want to do. We try to make the best of it. We try to get ahead. And then we fall on our face and break our ribs like poor, what's her face? And then the world around us, Christians around us, react like the people back in the studio. Oh dear, glad that's not me. (laughs) We'll try to check on her. That's what they said, we'll try to check on her. They don't know what had happened. We'll try to check on her. But isn't that life? Isn't that the world around us? Isn't that what we get caught up in sometimes, and we're left groaning in pain. That's what is going on in the world around us, is they're groaning. They feel like they're trapped in a meaningless life where all they experience is pain after pain and disappointment after disappointment. And the earth is groaning. The earth itself is groaning, but I believe that the world too is groaning. The people of the world are groaning. Uh, we're told in, in Romans 8, 19, a few verses back, that the world is eagerly awaiting the manifestations of the sons of God. And that's what the world is groaning for. The world has fallen on its face and broken its ribs, and it's looking for someone to come along and help them up. Someone to come along and lift them up and not just go, Ooh, that looked bad. That looks bad. Be warm. Be filled. Thoughts and Prayers. The world is looking for for someone who will come along and and give them a hand, who will put works to their prayers. The world is groaning right now. Mothers and fathers in Texas are groaning right now. Aunts and uncles in Buffalo are groaning right now. Our countrymen are groaning, but, but, but... but so far, all I've seen are fights over <clears throat> one side saying one ridiculous thing and the other side saying another ri- ridiculous thing, and we're ignoring the groaning of, our, of the world. We're ignoring the groaning. We get caught up in these stupid debates about freedoms and rights. I am first. The first thing that I am is a follower of Jesus Christ, so I have submitted all of my rights and freedoms to him. I am a slave to Jesus Christ. I don't have freedom. You don't have freedom if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, don't mishear me. I'm not telling you to give up all your... your, Yes, you're a citizen uh, of this country as well, and you should be an active citizen and a voting citizen and an informed citizen. Don't mishear me, but that's not your allegiance. That's not your allegiance. Your allegiance is to Jesus Christ. And to His will, I talked last week, the Spirit comes upon us to bring healing to the world. Not to shout to them about what we think is right, but to bring healing to them. The groans, wasn't it difficult to listen to that poor woman groan? (laughs) Wasn't that a difficult groan to listen to? I had a hard time listening to that. Pain is difficult to hear. It moved the other stomper into action. You know, she had a chance to just keep stomping and win the, win the free night's stay. But the pain and the groan moved her into action. And that's what the pain of the world should do to us. Paul tells us that creation isn't just groaning, but that we too are groaning. We groan inwardly as we wait. For our adoption. Everything everything that Christ is going to do for us, Christ has already done. Through the work of the cross, the resurrection, his death, his resurrection. The work is already done, but we... Paul tells us we have the Holy Spirit as an earnest, as a first fruits, as a down payment of what is going to happen fully in us. The Holy Spirit comes on us and is a earnest... When you go to buy a house, you have to give them, give them some earnest money, a down payment. And that's what we have for our adoption. It, we are being saved. Yes, we are saved, but it is something that is here, but not yet. That's why we cry, come Lord Jesus. The Christians, we as believers, we groan as we see the pain and the suffering of the world. The first response that comes up out of us when we see pain and suffering should not be defensive. The first response that comes out of us should not be, well, they had it coming. We have to, that's something we have to fight against. Anytime you see somebody asking for money at the, at the stoplight, what's the first thing you think of? Well, if they can stand there, they can... It's like Michael Jordan famously said, if you can ask me for $5, you can say, do you want fries with that? And that's what we think. But the first response when we see suffering in the world as a Christian should not be defensive. And that's what what I see coming out of a lot of Christians in response to pain and suffering. Our first response should be, how can we help? Yes, we offer prayers... We do, because, because prayer is important. I see a lot of people poo-hooing on thoughts and prayers. Prayer is reportant. Reportant, that's a new word. <clears throat> Help me, Lord. Reportant. <laughs> it's a new word. I've created my own dictionary. <laughs> Sniglets. <laughs> one of you got that. Prayer is important. It is very important. But, But as James tells us, prayer or faith without works is dead. We have to put feet under our prayers in response to the groaning in the world. Everything that is going to happen for our adoption has already happened but we are still waiting for it all to be fulfilled for all to be manifest and if you've been paying attention to the news the world the people of the world are groaning not just in this country in ukraine they're groaning in um i believe it's northern africa i could have this wrong A Christian woman was stoned to death last week for her belief. The world is groaning and it's eagerly awaiting the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. We are obligated to live a life led by the Spirit to answer the groans. To remind us. God was reminded by the groans of His people of His covenant with Jacob. And when the groans of the earth go out, we should be reminded that Jesus Christ is coming one day to make all things right. And that, rem- that reminder to us should put us into action. That we are to bring about His kingdom. The kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that happens as the Spirit empowers us and enables us to live a life that answers the groanings of the world, that answers the eager expectations. The inhabitants of the earth are groaning. And we are groaning inwardly. We groan. We suffer sometimes. Our groaning is not always related to the groaning out there. Sometimes we, as believers, suffer. And we groan. We're like King David in the Psalms that I read. I feel weeping fills my bed and tears fill my couch. Everywhere we go, we groan, we weep. Sometimes that happens to us. Life happens to us and bad things happen to us and we groan. I know I'm talking to some people this morning who have, who have been through some hard times, who still are going through some hard times, who are walking through some difficult circumstances and we are groaning. But the, the hope is That the Spirit groans with us. We're not left to groan alone. And when I say we talk about the Spirit of God, uh, Pastor Walker was saying this the other day. We're not talking about some third rate, watered down version of deity. We're talking about the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And that Spirit lives in you, and He groans in and through you a prayer to God. Because the Spirit knows you better than you know yourself. And God knows you better than you know yourself. And the Spirit prays what needs to be praised through wordless groans. I talked last week about how that speaking in tongues is just prayer and praise. But sometimes, and if, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, you are going through something so dramatic, something so painful. As you try to pray, nothing comes out. Words don't come out. Tongues don't come out. But just noises come out. Just groans come out. If you've ever been in that much pain, if you've ever been that, uh, felt that hopeless, the Spirit is groaning through you back to God. praying for you what needs to be prayed for you. The Spirit groans as it prays for us to equip us and to empower us to bring healing to us so that we can then go bring healing to others. That's what we are called to do. I really thought this message was going to be about life in the Spirit, but as I read... Romans 8, to put all my thoughts together, it turned into groaning. And, and Paul the Apostle in, in Romans 8 talks about hope. And basically what he says is that hope does not exist in a world where you have everything you want. If you had everything you wanted, you, there'd be no need for hope. If you had everything that you wanted, you'd have nothing to hope for. But hope can only exist in a world where there's groaning. And there is hope in Jesus Christ. There is hope in Jesus Christ. You are not without hope. Whatever you're facing, whatever situation you're going through, you are not without hope. I'm going to go ahead and have the band come back up.